Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we try to impress our friends but love ourselves first with our knowledge of our favorite show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 17th episode in the series, Nice and Easy. Ah, yes. The Miami Vice (laughs) episode is like basically how I would say it to myself (laughs) Uh, when I would watch reruns. I I love this one. It's ridiculous, but I love this one. Um, And it's like really, I think, you know, there are so many great lines, but it's also very, I mean, it's very formative speaking directly to a young girl. And I think in the theme of you and I talking about how like we didn't realize the show was transforming us into feminists, but also just people who, um, you know, have, have self-worth and self-respect. I think there is a really great theme in which Blanche, we get to see Blanche acting as, you know, uh, an aunt in this case. Um, but having that sort of grandmotherly like um, speech that really is like a, a positive speech of like a positive influence of someone who is not your parent. Right. And it's a very different kind of style from who, you know, even though she's still chasing after uh, Lucy uh, from David, as we saw previously. <laughs> and of course, you mentioned in that episode about like how interesting it is as a male uh, character versus a female character and how different it feels. Uh, because Lucy is supposed to be what 20 20 yeah yeah and David was 14 so I guess there's a little bit of a difference there uh well I mean there's a lot of bit of a difference let's be honest but still it was just it's just to compare the two was fascinating yeah I agree I mean I, I find it much more believable that Lucy a 20 year old could go out and meet people randomly <laughs> um so I allow that uh yeah you know it's funny I always think of this one I I'm finding myself doing this a lot when I'm going through the first season um I always thought of this one as like kind of a dud um but it's not at all that was like a it's such a weird (laughs) um but yeah this show is so incredibly feminist at points and Mm -hmm. I feel like you could do obviously you would need to update the Miami Vice piece a little bit but like (laughs) you could have this arc now and I think it would be recognized and celebrated um as like the, the the message of you shouldn't be with men to get them to like you is you know it it is evergreen like it it could still be applicable now and I think it would still be a valuable um a valuable lesson now honestly yeah you're right it's like everything about this episode is evergreen except for the Miami Vice part Although I guess they did like bring it back with Channing Tatum and like Jonah Hill or something, didn't they? Or no, that was Twenty One Jump Street. Never mind. But they do they did bring back Miami Vice too, I think. And you know what is um what's funny is and it makes sense I guess at the time, but like so there's this guy who's like super into Miami Vice, but then um in a later episode, uh the flu episode where they're at the charity banquet, um oddly Don Johnson's jacket is there like don johnson i yeah. guess was supposed to make an appearance but he couldn't so it, like it does make sense that in miami at this time miami vice would come up a lot in your daily life so yeah good it's for a them. big deal exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's like it's a stretch but it's also not you know which is really funny also i just like love the idea of like oh um you know this is a person who like built their life around a television show which i wouldn't say we have built our lives around it not yet it's kind of one of those like oh yeah exactly don't think um, i haven't looked at like multi-dwelling uh options for us in miami later <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Um, but also um, on the topic of Miami Vice, like this, this is interesting because this brings up the sort of origins of a show about older women living in Miami because it like there was a spoof 
on Miami Vice called Miami Nice. And it was just a sketch for the NBC promotional program for like their 1984 (laughs) season, which by the way, they used to do this, right? It's like a reel of like previews for like broadcast TV, which is funny. I mean, you know, they have trailers for video games nowadays. So, I mean, they have everything, but it's just like these advertising teasers. And it was with Selma Diamond and Doris Roberts. And um, they were, you know, they were like quotes like, oh, it must be about a bunch of old people sitting around playing Pinochle, like that kind (laughs) of thing. It was just really funny. Um, and I guess like the bug, you know, like that, that sort of concept caught on. They were like, actually, maybe that's a good idea. Um, so like the working title was Miami Nice for the Golden Girls, which of course they picked a much, much better name. But, um, but I just thought that was funny of like, it's just Miami Vice. Like you said, it's so baked in to Miami in this time period. It's like, we, we got a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good thing they didn't go with Miami Nice for their real name too, because that's just a parody of Miami Vice. Like what a, what a terrible yeah. thing if this amazing show was simply a parody of fucking Miami Vice who nobody totally. cares about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, people care about it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. I want to get into obviously, um, you know, the, the big part of it, but I also want to maybe start with the B story of, um, the mouse and Rose's experience with Larry the mouse. <laughs> a rat. No it's more rat talk. A mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Blanche's like, oh, we, this is also hearkening back before we get to the mouse, hearkening back to the whole like the transplant where like Blanche is freaking out because like Virginia's coming and she's putting up like 700 floral bouquets and everything. <laughs> and, um, you know, Sophia's doing her toes and she's like, this doesn't look very nice. Like, <laughs> It's just amazing, like the the same exact Blanche, except again, this character much more to who Blanche is now because she's more casual about it, and it's her niece. It's not a competitive, but you know she's still trying to make the home look lovely, which is um, it's just it's a funny callback to see in the same season this character much more close closer to what she really would be like in that scenario yeah um, and I think that she it's yeah she's much more like. She just wants Lucy to feel um, welcome and comfortable. And and it's not as much like she has to think everything is perfect. So it does feel much more like at ease. Um, Yeah. But, you know, Blanche is showy. Like, we've talked about that before. So I definitely think that lines up, like, all around. Um, But anyway... The, the rat, the rat, the mouse. right? So, but it's it's another callback to um, Rose sort of being like a uh, you know a big animal person, um, and so much so that she like doesn't want Dorothy to get a mouse trap or kill the mouse. Um, yeah, which lines up and and lines up, I think, like very well with Dorothy again being like the logical person who's like we we shouldn't have a mouse in the house. I don't understand like why this yeah. is <laughs> yes. a thing we're debating. Oh my gosh, it's great. And it's also the, um, it's, again, a very loose B story, again, because the girls obviously come support Blanche when she has to eventually chase after Lucy. Um, but there's, you know, they're they're very involved in, like, again, coaching her, co- coaching Blanche on, like, what, you know, Lucy should be doing, that kind of thing. And it's always weird, like, there, there's the scene, can we talk about the scene where, like, Lucy, we're skipping ahead, but, like, where Lucy comes back from you know her her night with the doctor and they went on a cruise and like all this other stuff and she says she's going out with michael and she doesn't tell blanche like blanche isn't in the on the lanai when she reveals that michael is a new guy right (laughs) and like and you know the the girls are again it's a very like 
it's it's an interesting situation to be in right like you're just like you want a parent you want to say it it's not really your place it's the same exact idea of slapping you know david yeah <laughs> like where it's like okay but like i think i need to help my friend along here because there is that of course you know reveal where dorothy's like blanche this is the second man she's gone away with since she arrived yesterday <laughs> and it's just like she's so you know, matter of fact, like, okay, I, I need to help you get her to this place. <laughs> what was, uh, who's, who says this? Um, as it Sophia goes, talk to her mother. Yeah. Well, um, and Dorothy says it too. And actually I yeah. want to talk about that because I think making Lucy 20 years old is actually perfect because she's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, technically an adult, but it, it's just, you're basically just like a teenager with more rights when you're 20 years old. Like you shouldn't, you're not really an adult, but you are groomed to believe that you are. Um, Correct. And so I think that it's really smart to make her that age because I, I think Blanche is in a pretty precarious situation because honestly, like I don't think she should tell her mother. It's none of her mother's business, like who she's seen in in that context. Also, who is her mother? Right. I have, I, is it Virginia Charmaine or like, Clayton's wife I don't think it, <laughs> right, right at this point. yeah because Clayton doesn't exist yet but you know we don't know that um it's just one of those things. I was, there's random nieces I think it's got to be one of the sisters because she says like my sister would never let or I don't know if she does oh yeah would your mother let yeah. you go no then go <laughs> which is very cute. yeah it's like right so like I like the established relationship that uh the aunt and the niece have i think it's very true to life i feel like you always have like a cool aunt who let you do things that your mom didn't um who you could talk to about like sex and things like that so um right like i was saying with that speech it comes in from being that additional family member that is not your parent to be able to talk to you in a way that like you're not going to hear in the same way if it came from your mom or dad right exactly um and i think that the way the other girls react to lucy like sophia is just like you know, making like so did half of Miami. Like Sophia is like not <laughs> super. Girl's a slut, <laughs> right? She's not mincing words. Um, and Rose is again a little bit judgy. Like when we were talking about yeah. Glenn O'Brien, like she's, which like makes sense. And I think they're all kind of verging on overstepping boundaries at points. But but Rose is like. Yeah has no uh compassion i don't think or or no really even understanding of like why lucy might want to go out with all of these men obviously the big um you know the big reveal is that she is going out with them because she wants them to like her and it's it's about like self-worth and stuff but i don't think rose even entertains that yeah I mean, <laughs> the closest we get to Rose now is, like, where she's talking about Tyler's landing. Flashy, fast-paced <laughs> like, city, like Tyler's yeah. landing. <laughs> Are you telling a story or performing our town? <laughs> um, no, it's great. And, I, yeah, it's, again, the, like, towing the line, like you said, of, like, how, where, where is the girl's role outside of Blanche to sort of step in and offer advice? <laughs> but it's interesting, too, when you talk about the... Um, the age and all of them sort of like pontificating on this and like oh my god girls a slut all that kind of stuff um i think dorothy you know she says like things are very different these days right it's like it's it's kind of a, an interesting line i don't think they say that that often just because the girls themselves are often or at least dorothy representing the collective girls where they eventually get are like very progressive and so I, that line just stuck out at me because it's just like, oh, yeah, they're trying to like, a, they, that's another like establishment to remind you that these ladies are 
older <laughs> they and at least for me and you watching it when we were younger it does it does bring into more of that grandma feel where they're just they actually could be reflecting on something going all the way back to like the pilot where Dorothy's like oh man these girls with shaved heads <laughs> and the, you know all that kind of stuff um it's really funny because she just I don't really know what she's talking about things are different these days I guess she's talking about like instantly falling in love with the the guy from the doctor I I'm not exactly sure where she what she means by that but it just stuck out to me yeah I mean I think that's also very self-aware I think it's probably just about dating in general like I mean you know Dorothy we assume has had like some other relationships but only after Stan and Rose has only ever slept with Charlie until he died so I think like you know they even though they're in the 80s at that time and it's crazy to be referencing the 80s as like a progressive but compared to the 50s (laughs) or the 40s like I'm sure it was very different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, but... so I guess we should really get into like Lucy. <laughs> oh, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the most stunning hunk in that masculinity. It's just so funny. weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's also fascinating. And it's like this whole... <laughs> I want to talk about even just where you're like, it's more believable that Lucy, the 20 year old is meeting these men versus like David making friends with like the kids at the burger (laughs) joint or like whatever it is. But like, remember David goes like, he like stows away and goes to the (laughs) on the plane. And then she's like, flying away with this dude she just met like literally to the Bahamas but then also once he gets picked up for drugs she somehow ends up dating the cop like there's there is a lot of like if you think it just a little too hard you're like even if like she was just this expert pickup artist that is still a sort of stretch. and the the university interviewer too like that guy should definitely be fired oh right that's gross that yeah that's right that is completely against regulation oh my god She's like, have a feeling yeah. I'll be getting in. It's like Blanche being sure that she's got the part in the play, you know? Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah. I think that the – I mean, we talked about this in the intro, um, but the message of this one is so – is really, really great. And I think is really, like – it's interesting because I think that it was very smart to make Blanche this storyline. I don't think it would work with any of the other girls because, like, you have right. to be kind of – um comfortable with sleeping around to deliver a message in a powerful way that's like i'm doing this because i want to and and i think that that's yes. another thing that um can come younger but i think definitely comes with age is like you don't you've definitely shouldn't be like dating or sleeping with someone because you want to feel popular and get yourself worth from that but also if you want to sleep with people because you just want to do it that's fine like i think it it right. really does well with the juxtaposition of those two um instances and like it doesn't miss the mark on that at all absolutely and that speech again the speech that blanche gives is such great writing and she she lays everything that you just said all out on the table like that like you know because lucy even says like oh fine thing for you to say like this sounds hypocritical and she's like there is a difference and let me tell you what it is um you know i'm i'm doing this for me and this is not you know if i'm with a man it's because i want to be not because i want him to like me or because i like him not because i want him to like me um and it's just yeah it's so i mean when i'm first watching this episode i am not anywhere close to dating and of course it's like it's just such an interesting thing to get baked into my subconscious um watching this as a young woman and yeah like you said even having that message where it's like 
But if you want to because you have self-worth and this is your personal desire and not a reflection of how you want other people to see you, fucking do yeah. it. <laughs> like, and it's, it's applicable cool. to dating for sure. But I think it's even applicable to like how some – I am generalizing here, but I do think it's largely some straight girls – feel this sense of accomplishment when they are engaged or like when they like you know get a man to love them and it's like you are the prize I just want you to understand that like you haven't done anything by getting him to fall in love with you because you are great everyone would fall in love with you yeah right exactly oh my god and that's so baked into our culture where it's like oh finally like that there's yeah that there's not an equal partnership that he shouldn't be as thrilled as you are to get engaged and get married or like to decide that you're spending your lives together and it's it's still so sick it's, it's so in in our culture and everything and yeah as as a straight woman who has once been engaged to a man it, it's like just a weird uh people say I'm weird sure. to you who really should watch yeah, this yeah learn a lesson <laughs> um well For it's real. so great but you're right it's so relevant today because there is so much of that in our culture still and you're right it's like it applies so much to kind of any interaction with a man really for a straight woman in a lot of ways right because even like in a friendship way like a lot of women, especially young women, especially 20 year olds, like definitely morph their personalities and their interests to just be like one of the guys sometimes because they want to be seen that way. And it's like this whole like, quote unquote, anti-feminist movement only because women don't understand what the word feminist <laughs> means. But you know, you know what I mean? It's like, like, there's just so much morphing of your personality in general as a 20 year old man or woman, but especially for women to be that subservient person. Like you said, you, you be the person who's is lucky to have you know captured this man's attention and whatever yeah and you know the man is always ed it's like some like loser guy who's exactly. like, but i will say ed ed. Is, he's a nice guy like <laughs> he's forging a, a friendship with rose just because they have a common interest i like it i wish they they continued <laughs> Oh my God, that's the funniest part about all of this because literally, again, like, (laughs) holy shit, like, she has to chase her niece who she's pretty much responsible for this weekend is like to this cop's home. Like, get get out of there. You're a baby. What are you doing? Take that girl out of there. It's crazy. But he even's like, oh, you can use my bedroom. Like, I understand. He's like a very sweet man in this, like, weirdo context of like get the fuck out of that part um i just i i also yeah i i love the character like you said i wish wish you could see ed more when we have the million cops show up at the other doors um but he definitely you know got kicked out of that apartment like very soon because he can't afford rent um (laughs) where he's like oh man and talking about ed and just his his love for miami vice where he goes he goes it's in stereo for pete's sake like that's like the selling point in 1985 it's my my favorite it's amazing um yeah but yeah he is he's He's a nice he's a nice guy and it is it's so funny um i talked about this uh a couple episodes back and this one um it's it's not exactly what i was saying before but this show is so good at um breaking up heavy moments with something that's like really funny and um one of those is when (laughs) i think dorothy says 
that Lucy could really use an older sister right now. And, you know, Rose, like, very yeah, genuinely yeah. is like, if she doesn't already have one, I don't think it's humanly possible. It's humanly possible. <laughs> it's really Lucy. good. And she's thinking yeah. so hard, right? She's, like, really trying to be like, I hate to break it to you, It's like but, that meme yeah. where the woman's, like, thinking of the math equation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's Rose's face, like, 90% of the time. That's perfect. Um, but even, even in, I thought you were actually going to say when like Blanche is in, you know, Ed's Miami vice bedroom talking to Lucy, given the whole speech and then they just cut back and Ed, who's, you know, his burgeoning friendship <laughs> with Rose is quizzing her on trivia, which of course just reminds me of <laughs> us. Like he, he like, he's like, how, who's the guy, blah, 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 blah. I, I didn't pay attention to whatever it was. And he just goes, there's no way. And like talks, he like leans back in glee and like looks at Dorothy. There's no way. And I love it. Cause that's like exactly what we'd be like, haha challenge. And she's like, that was Nuggie. Better than the streets is the Nugman. He's like, oh my God, Rose. You know, it's like, this is so hysterical. Relatable. Um, and it's, yeah. Well, clearly relatable. <laughs> Actually, now that I think of it, I'm making fun of Ed for, like, you know, having, like, his Miami Vice apartment. But I definitely have some, like, you know, Blanche's yeah. wallpaper, uh, <laughs> palm leaf pillows in my house. So, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I'm slowly morphing my apartment into uh, a lot Yeah. What we hate um, about ourselves, we <laughs> make fun of in others. <laughs> yeah, that must be. <laughs> but, yeah, but I love... Um, there are also another a bunch of other lines we talked about tyler's landing and and, and clell yeah. lander <laughs> which is an amazing name but again there's a lot more non-saint olaf stories right like or saint olaf stories without them being named as saint olaf um and i love like the first one she's telling earlier in the episode and dorothy just goes rose do you have any idea how weird <laughs> you are and it's perfect because it lays it, you know, it lays it right all out, you know, right, right out. Again, they haven't even established necessarily that Rose is going to be the one telling all these weird stories. Although we've heard a ton so far um, without actually saying the words of where she's from. <laughs> but it's just like how you would react in the moment. Like she's just very bizarre and telling these things completely straight face. So it was a, a very proper reaction delivered perfectly by B. There Arthur, are so many of those in that, in this episode. Um, I mean, there's the one when, when Rose is going on and on about how Larry the mouth uh, saved her life and they're like call the exterminator um yeah 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 the, yeah the, the duel but the one that i like <laughs> maybe the most is when lucy um is quoting blanche and says that like crazy thing about if you've got a stallion he knows out of your hand best clothes game before you give him the shot <laughs> you said that blanche <laughs> yeah yeah the way that intonation is perfect. It's so good. But then the other thing is that she does that one, two thing again, where then she and Blanche are sitting down. She's like, I don't think there's enough sugar left in the bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's exactly. so good. <laughs> it's great. And she's like gently touching her, like picking lint off of her. It's just like a perfect way to deliver that line. Just sort of disaffected. It is great. It's great. But speaking, speaking of lines that don't work, though, there's, like, a part where Sophia comes into the kitchen, and, like, right before they transition out of a scene, she just opens the fridge and just goes, we're out of milk! <laughs> what the fuck is that? I guess it's, I don't know if it's supposed to get, like, a big reaction or something. It's funny when we're talking about <laughs> it, mean. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing about it because it's so ridiculous it doesn't tee up for anything and i think it's like 
maybe that's what regular television is like and we just have such <laughs> high standards for the show to have every line like somehow connect to something or be purposeful but i guess it's, it's just like sophia just leans out of the fridge goes we're out of milk and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up every single time i'm like okay that was a little bit of yeah i feel like brick. they really kind of struggle to figure out where to fit the other girls in a little bit here like rose is rose is fine like she's yeah. present she, like she's like leading the mouse charge and dorothy too is like you know gonna attempt to reason with the mouse as well but Sophia's sort of just like floating out there so maybe they just were like give her a line about the fridge yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah, exactly they're like i don't know how to end this scene god damn it there are also like a couple of moments too where again you re- referring to the one two that like the jokes are so dense that like the audience i guess are supposed to laugh but they don't because there's like a breather between jokes like there's a um the part where lucy goes where she's like Ed arrested michael you know can you believe it and she just goes oh you think so you know you know somebody and like you're supposed to laugh at that obviously because it's ridiculous because you do not know these men at all um little baby little baby 20 um but like you can't because it's like there's too much dialogue there's like too much in that moment i i just i love finding spots like that you're like you know that's a joke but like there's physically not enough room to like multiple <laughs> multiple we gotta pack it all in yeah exactly um also the closing uh where you know with where we actually close up the the tiny little mini b story of the little mouse um (laughs) i don't know whether i'm so focused on the fact that like rose is sort of overhearing dorothy in this whole monologue uh or you know supposed to be dialogue with the mouse um but i never heard the line where she just goes she's talking about like they came in through a hole and you're eating garbage or you know whatever she's going through this whole thing and she says that's not living honey <laughs> i've never heard that line before like it never registered in my brain and it's so great really when funny. rose walks in and she's like oh, you have the gift it's it's so perfect <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> oh gosh well also from one last thing that i'd love to say about this episode is the the 1980s like neon earrings that look like they're made of <laughs> ridiculous plastic that lucy wears uh, i i think this is their debut um, they, blanche may have worn them before but my god they show up in every other episode <laughs> all right so next time we're uh, gonna discuss the excitement of the cincinnati two-step and morton's neuroma <laughs> <laughs> take care everybody